coming up. But too often, too many believers aren't sophisticated in our beliefs. In our walk, we're not sophisticated. With God, it's not. It's, it's actually a immature walk. It's not a sophisticated walk with God that we are trying to fight the enemy with. We have to fight against the enemy with mature tactics, not immature tactics. Our prayers have to be mature. Our, our knowledge of scripture has to be mature. Our, our decisions, decisions we make have to be mature. We have to be refined and seasoned and studied in life and God's word because we're dealing with a sophisticated enemy. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert Scott of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Did you know the devil only has three weapons he uses against us? But don't be fooled. He may only have three weapons, but he has plenty of tricks. Join us for the message series, Propositions from the Devil, where Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn carefully walk through many of the traps from our very real enemy and the tools we possess to be victorious against him. Here's the eighth message in this series, Removing the Props, part one. Earlier in the series, we discussed how the devil made propositions to God the Son, Jesus Christ, when he tempted him in the wilderness. But today we will see the devil make propositions to God the Father concerning a great believer by the name of Job. This biblical story informs our faith and life as followers of Jesus Christ in some ways more than any other story or incident in the Bible. In this story, we are forced to face some of the most difficult questions and circumstances of life while gaining insight, um, but not enough insight to answer all the questions or even have understanding of all life circumstances. We will get a glimpse of one of the foundational principles of our faith. And that is, God is absolutely sovereign. God is absolutely sovereign. And that means that God has absolute power over everything, ownership of everything, answers to no one and nobody, and does whatever he wants. God is sovereign. We have to accept that God is sovereign. Oh, yeah. And if he wasn't, he wouldn't be God. And I wouldn't have it no other way but for God to be sovereign. And also, uh, we must accept some truths about our enemy, which we'll see today. And our enemy... Uh, serves to, the, these truths serve to challenge us deeply as we try to live by faith. So on your outline, write this down. Uh, we must understand the devil is sophisticated. 
The devil's sophisticated, y'all. We said a whole bunch of things about the devil over the course of this series, how he's a liar, you know, he's crafty, he's deceptive, an accuser. We said a bunch of things that he is. He's a tempter. He's, you know, uh, evil incarnate, we said. <laughs> but we didn't use the word sophisticated yet. And I want to make the point today that we must understand the devil is sophisticated. <laughs> what do you mean? Let me give you some synonyms to sophisticated. What it means to be sophisticated. A high class, refined, experienced, suave, charismatic, streetwise, seasoned, schooled. Smooth, well-bred, couth, cultured, studied, highly developed. And if we had to personify the devil today, if you, if we, you know, we got this image of the devil in his red suit and his pitchforks and all that kind of stuff, that's that that's the wrong image to have of our enemy. No, 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 no. He he's he's sophisticated. He he's 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 well dressed. If we had to personify him today, he'll be well dressed. You, you, you thought, you know, some of the people you thought had got nice apparel and nice clothes and walking the red carpet. Oh, no, 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 no. If we had to, if we had to personify the devil today. He, 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 he would be well-dressed. He, he would put all the, all those folks to shame. Um, and, and, and he's well-driven. And what I mean by that, he drives the nicest cars. Oh yeah. He's, he's sophisticated. The devil is sophisticated, y'all. He's a conversationalist conversationalist and it's because he got experience and we're going to see the devil is the devil is no chump he's sophisticated and look what the text says here in Job 1 6 and 7 it says one day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also came with them. Let's just pause on that. <laughs> so God's angels came before the Lord and Satan showed up. He got past the bouncers. He got to the VIP section. Y'all get this? He's sophisticated. You mean he shows up with the meeting? of God and his angels? Oh yeah. You know the devil used to be the fallen a fallen is is a fallen angel. In fact, the scripture indicates to us he may have had the highest position or one of the highest positions before he fell. He's sophisticated, y'all. And then not only did he show up, look what the text says in verse 7. Then the Lord said to Satan, "Let's stop. Stop. Wait a minute. Wait a minute." God is meeting with his angels. Satan shows up and God starts talking to Satan. What? And look what God says to Satan. He says, where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord from roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. Wow. 
The devil was there to be present with God and his angels on this occasion. He had access to the special gathering. He, re, he even received unsolicited conversation with God. It's like uh, you were in a gathering with the president of the United States and then Joe Biden stopped and noticed you in the crowd and, and called you by name and said, what's up? <laughs> that that it, Just trying to get you an understanding here what, what happened here. God, Satan showed up and God addressed him. And, and, and so uh, we see that Satan is, is, is a seasoned devil. And we can see how seasoned he is. When God asked him, where have you come from? He basically says, I've been all around the world. <laughs> You see, that's sophistication, y'all. Uh, that's that's being cultured. They, Satan says, I, I've been roaming through all the earth, going back and forth, back and forth, all around the world, all around the world. You know anybody? You know anybody who's been all around the world? You do, you do now. You know somebody now. If you didn't know before, now you know. Satan has been all around the world. He's going all around the world, working them crowds and going to and fro and 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 made his way up in there with the angels. Yes, <laughs> honey. That's right. That's right. So you you just gotta you gotta know you gotta know you're not dealing with some chump here. He's he's seasoned. He's got frequent traveler miles. He's all over the place. He's been all around the world. He's well-traveled, streetwise, cultured, studied, experienced, a sophisticated devil. We have to understand this about our enemy. And you know what that means? That we can't combat him. We, that means we have to combat him with sophistication. Okay? But too often, too many believers aren't sophisticated in our beliefs. In our walk, we're not sophisticated. With God, it's not. It's, it's actually a immature, childlike, childish. I ain't going to say childlike. It's okay to be childlike because that's showing humility. But it's an immature walk. It's not a sophisticated walk with God that we are trying to fight the enemy with. We have to fight against the enemy with mature tactics, not immature tactics. Our prayers have to be mature. Our, our knowledge of scripture has to be mature. Our, our decisions, decisions we make have to be mature. We have to be refined and seasoned and studied in life and God's word because we're dealing with a sophisticated enemy. And then you wonder why we get caught in his web, his traps, because his traps is playing chess and then we're playing checkers. We need to be sophisticated. And if you don't have that level of sophistication, you need to hang around folks that do. You need to rub elbows with more mature believers. You need to come into the, 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 the body of, come within a body of believers and do life together with the body of believers. Amen. Because we all in different levels of our maturation but we help each other, we strengthen each other, we protect each other.
You got to be listening to mature believers, hearing what they say, asking them questions about, wow, what, how did you deal with this? And how did you deal with that? And But too often we don't, we don't go there. We don't go there. And so we go out into the world without that type of ammunition and dealing with a sophisticated enemy. Amen. And when we don't have that type of ammunition, then the enemy uses that to his advantage. And he makes you think that, oh, it's a good thing for you to hang over with this crowd, the in crowd. And, yeah. and oh, we're doing this kind of stuff, which is cool and all of that. He wants to set you up. So he's going to draw your attention and he knows how to do it. Yep. He's sophisticated. Yes, exactly. Charismatic, a conversationalist. That's right, dear. So we got to be, we got to be ready to deal with him. And so that's what we must do. And this takes us to a, another point um, that we got to grasp. Because in his sophistication, he has some beliefs. So write this down. The devil believes that without props, we will let go of our faith. He believes that without props, he will let go of our faith. And what I mean by that is that our faith is being propped up by certain things. That it, Our faith isn't standing on its own. It's being held up, supported, and, and, and it's not enough within its own. And he says, if I can remove the props, then he believed that we would let go of our faith. He believes that. Look what it says here in Job 8 through, through Job 1, 8 through 11. It says, then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Okay, let's stop, stop right here. Understand what just happened here. Satan says, I've been going all around the world. And he says, I haven't just been going around the world um, just for fun. No, I'm going around the world looking for somebody I can devour. I'm going around the world looking to, to, to present evil, to give propositions to folks about evil, to propose uh, for them to do evil. He's going around the world looking for them. That's what Satan was saying. And then God, it's God's idea. He said, have you considered to give a proposition to Job? <laughs> what? See, that should, that should blow your mind. That should blow your mind. You know, it's, it's like God threw, threw Job into the fire. And guess what? I said earlier, God is sovereign. I know it might not make sense to you, but God can do whatever he wants to do. And God chose to put Job on the mind of Satan. And we're going to see God even did more than that. But he's God. He can do what he wants to do. See, these are these questions in life that we just kind of, why would God do that? Why would God do that? I, you know, I'm, I, I want to tell you, don't, 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 don't keep asking that because you, you won't find the answer. And if you do, you might not like what you find. And we're going to see that happen with Job because Job is going to be wondering why, why God, why, why? And he's going to find out. He's going to get a lesson. We need to get that lesson. 
So God puts Job on Satan's mind and he tells him he's, he's, he's upright. He tells him he's blameless. He fears me and he shuns evil. So you got some plans for evil? Oh, no, Job. Try, go, go, go ahead and try out Job. Job, he knows how to shun evil. Oh. Questions, right? And then the text reads on. Verse nine, and look at this proposition that the devil, this devil expresses him with his belief about the props. Look what he says here in verse nine. Does Job fear God for nothing? Satan replied. Look what he, verse 10, have you not put a hedge around him and in his house and his household and everything he has? Y'all see what Satan says? Let's, let's stop right here. Get the picture here. God, Job is saying, Job is fearing you for a reason. He's not fearing you because he just fear you. No, no, there's a reason he's fearing you. And he says, the reason is you've been protecting him. You put a hedge around him, his household, and everything he has. That should, that, that, there's a message here. There's a message here that Satan knows when God has put a hedge around you. Satan knows it. So there's something to this fact that when we look back over our life and we see how God has kept us, And Satan knows when God puts a hedge around us. He knew he knew God had a hedge around Job. He knew it. Because he couldn't get to him like he wanted to. Amen. And Satan tells, tells God, that's the only reason he fears you is because you've been up, you put a hedge of protection around him. That's, all, that's the only reason he fears you. That's the prop. You're propping Job up to serve you. And that's what, and, and Satan is even saying more than that. He's saying to God, God, he only served him, served you because you have paid for him to serve you. <laughs> that's why he's serving you. So it's an indictment on Job and it's an indictment on God that God, you're getting fake service because you bought it with your goodness to him. And then look what he goes on to tell God. And this, and he says here, uh, it, it, it says, uh, verse 10 again, have you not put a hedge around him and his household and uh, everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. Verse 11. But now stretch out your hand and strike everything he has. He will surely curse you to your face. He said, you take away the protection. This is the proposition devil makes to God. You take away the protection. Job will curse you to your face. That's what he says to God. Because the devil believes if you remove the props, folks will let go of their faith. I, I want to I think about, how about you? How about you? 
How, how has God protected you? How, how has God propped you up? How, how, what do you think the Satan would say about you if I take if if the props were removed? Would you let go of your faith? Something to think about. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And let's look at how God, how good God has been, had been to Job. Look what it says here in Job uh, one through three. The, the devil challenged God and said, this is why you got Job's loyalty, because you've been propping him up. Look what it says here. There, there once was a man named Job he, who lived in the land of us. He was blameless, a man of complete integrity. He feared God and stayed away from evil. He had seven sons and three daughters. He owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 teams of oxen, and 500 female donkeys. He also had many servants. He was, in fact, the richest person in that entire area. That's how good God had been to Job. And the devil says, that's the only reason that he's serving you and fearing you, because you don't prop him up. <laughs> this leads us to ask another question. See, what kind of props does the devil want to remove from our lives? What kind of props the devil want to remove from our life? We see that he wants to remove these props from Job's life. And we're going to take a look, deeper look into that. But think about, what about your life? What are some of the props he wants to remove in your life? And God might let him do it. Like he did with Job. We're going to see. So I want to challenge you to make up your mind right now. Right now, this very moment, if I lost everything, still going to serve the Lord. Because I don't serve him because of how he's good. He's been good to me. I serve him because I know he's good. Amen. Not just because he does good things. You have to make, that's a decision you have to make. You got to make that decision that, Lord, I love you. I serve you, I honor you, I fear you because I know you are good. Not that you just do good things for me, but you are good. Amen. Nature is good. And I want a relationship with you. We have to make that decision. So I got a list of here of different props that the devil wants to remove from your life and mine. Look what here. The first one is material props. Material props. Job 1, 13 through 15 says, one day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting at the oldest daughter's house, the oldest brother's house, I'm sorry. Verse 14, a messenger arrived at Job's home with this news. Your oxen were plowing with the donkeys feeding beside them. When the Sabians raided us, they stole all the animals and killed all the farmhands. Wow. Now, I hadn't read yet, but we'll see how 
the only reason that this happened was because God gave Satan permission to go ahead and and uh, remove the props from Job. Some of the props in this at this point, he gave him permission. And the only way Satan could do that is that God took the hedge off, took the hedge off, and God decided to do that because he sobbed. And now, Job's uh, material props, the devil attacked him. I want you to understand, I told you the devil's sophisticated. We talked before about how he's powerful. His power is real. Look what he did. Satan was able to influence a group of people called the Sabians to raid Job's stuff, to take it. And to kill some of his workers. Satan did that. Satan influenced them to do that. Talk about his power is real. Look, look, look what happened here. Satan did that. And, and the, the one servant says, I am the only one who escaped. And I came to tell you what happened. That's what happened on that day. Some of Job's material things got stolen and taken because of Satan. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, Pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at QuenchLifeCF to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. What happens when the thoughts, you, what you believed about God, what you thought God was, the box that you have put God in, and God shows you I'm bigger than that box. I'm outside of that box. You can't put me in a box. What happens when your box explodes? It is blown out the water now. He's confused about the God he's been serving all this time. Thank you for listening.